All right, everybody, welcome back to We Dig Tennessee. Happy to have you guys back again. I'm your host, Matt Mingus. Uh, this week, we got a, a really cool episode uh, uh, for you guys. So uh, we got a couple guests with us. We got Chapter Vice President Jake Jones. Jake, how are you, man? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me again. And we got uh, Chapter Treasurer Craig Ingram. Craig, how are you, bud? Doing well, man. And then we got the the guest of honor with us, Mr. Aaron Witt from Build Wit and Dirt Talk. If I don't know if you guys listen to Dirt Talk, pretty cool podcast he puts out. Uh, so, Aaron, how are you today, bud? I'm just peachy. I don't know about uh, any kind of honor, but uh, I guess I'm a guest and I'm I'm here ready to talk. Oh man, we're we're happy to have you and really appreciate you taking some time out of your day uh, to to join us. I know you guys are busy over Build Wit. Well, man, uh, if you don't mind, why don't you uh, just give us a little background on kind of you how you got into industry and 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 how buildwit came about yeah yeah sure thing um i got in the industry just uh, i didn't really choose it. it just you know it's one of those things that chose me fortunately i for whatever reason have just been absolutely magnetized and in love with dirt and heavy equipment since i could walk um no family or anything in it so i had no exposure personally while i was growing up but for whatever reason i was extraordinarily drawn to the industry so um, that was the plan. You know, in my professional career, I was going to go be in construction and go start a construction company. So I started out as a, uh, a laborer when I was 18, right out of high school, just cold called the owner of a construction company and working in my neighborhood, asked for a job. He said, all right, kid, I'll give you a job. You know, here's a shovel. Um, and then went to college for construction engineering, worked for five different construction companies while I was in school. So I tried to get as much experience as I possibly could real quickly. And uh, the plan was to go work in the industry for a while and um, kind of go see how things are built. And then while I saved, when I had saved up some money, you know, maybe when I was 30 years old, give it a shot and go buy a backhoe and have at it myself. Um, it, the funny thing is it, it kind of took a turn. I started sharing pictures and experiences from the industry online right after graduation. It took off and I got sick of my job one day, um, went into my boss's office, quit, told him, you know, it, I think it was a Tuesday, said, hey, uh, I'm done Friday, uh, just so you know, and I'm going to move back in my dad and start my own company. And uh, here we are. So I started a a media business. There was really no business plan or, or grand vision for it when I started. I just wanted to go chase after what I loved so much, which was just being out on site, looking at dirt and seeing it get moved and being around the folks that move it. Um, and now it's a, a media business uh, focused entirely on heavy construction and mining. So infrastructure, we work with heavy construction companies, mining companies, material companies all over the country, working about 25 states right now. And we help them tell their stories, um, win new work, attract more people to uh, make their, you know, keep fulfilling their workforce needs. And uh, it's been a, a wild ride so far. We've been doing it for about two and a half years and we have a, a whole lot more room to run. Wow, that's pretty awesome. So in one of the things that I think is evident in what BuildWit does and what you talk about on, on Dirt Talk is your passion for the dirt industry um, and, and trying to make dirt cool again. So where'd the drive to make dirt cool again come from? Um, it's just, um, it's, it's a, the industry that we, that I love so much, the dirt, I call it the dirt world. It's struggling right now. Um, it's it's very old school. It's it's still everyone in the dirt world thinks they can just keep doing business as usual. 
Uh, but but that's just not reality. It needs to change. It needs to become more modern. We're competing as an industry with other industries now, you know, with the transparency online and, you know, kids can go see what else is out there. And then you have college being uh, pushed so intently in, in high school. And that's basically the norm these days. And, and doing in doing so, that pulls people away from the blue collar world. Um, so it's it's our responsibility as an industry to go out and actually educate people on what we do. Um, you know, some some of that is for workforce development. We need to go attract the next generation. We need to go attract people that are in other careers right now that are completely miserable. Or, uh, you know, I think the kind of the bigger picture of it all is we just need to, as an industry, educate society on what we do for everybody because no one could live without us. I mean, it's I talk about it all the time. It's food, water, shelter. Those are the three most fundamental human needs. We impact all of those very in a in a, an extraordinary manner. No, those three things would not you you couldn't do any of the, one of those three things without our industry. So even if it's just educating society on hey, I know you drive to work every day. We're the ones that make that happen, and this is how we make it happen. Just just trying to create a sense of appreciation for what we do is going to make, make our industry great, um, you know, long-term. So, uh, that's, that's the need for it. It's just no one in this industry has talked about it before. It's, it's been shrouded in this veil of secrecy for whatever reason. And it's just not an option anymore. We have to talk about what we do. We have to educate people about what we do. We have to show our people off. It's, it's, that's where the world's at right now. Um, and so those are the companies we work with are the ones that are saying, yeah, we want to show off our people. I don't sell that anymore. I don't try to convince people of it anymore. I used to, when I started my company, try to convince, hey, you got to go share and this and that. No, it's if people are ready to share their businesses, we're right there to help them with, them with that. Um, and and it's, it's, it's a necessity uh, now for the future of the industry. There won't be a future. There won't be an industry if we don't start sharing. Aaron, you hit on like a million good things <laughs> in that string there, but I want to pick out one thing that, that I'd like to talk to you more about. Uh, you know, one of your recent episodes of your podcast, Dirt Talk, you talked about education and, you know, why you see the value in that, but why it's not a fit for everyone and, you know, why it's not necessarily a prerequisite to success in this industry. So I just want to kind of hit on that because. I feel like it's easy to downplay someone who who doesn't have, you know, formal higher education. It's easy to downplay if they say, you know, I, I get by just fine. I'm successful. I don't have a degree. But it's interesting that you're actually coming from it uh, from the standpoint of you have an engineering degree and you still are saying that that value may not be there for someone trying to be successful in this industry and this industry again, you can be successful without having that kind of university education. Yeah. And, and I try to come at everything from my perspective, my opinion and okay, I went to college. I got to see it. My opinion on the matter, do you need a college degree to be successful in this industry? Absolutely not. And, and for our own business, you know, we have 30 people now inside of our own business. I, I just said this on our, our team call the other day. I don't know which one of those people has a college degree and who doesn't. So even our own business, modern businesses these days, the value of a degree really is 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 diminishing by by the day. That said, there's still tremendous value in going to college. I don't regret for one moment going to college. I had so much fun. I learned so much about myself. I got to just hang out with a remarkable people that will be at my wedding one day. I mean, they're just really extraordinary humans. And the best part is I did it without debt. 
So that's one of the fallacies being talked about in a lot of the blue collar, you know, oh, you, you know, you don't have to go to college. You're just going to go get a ton, ton of debt. It's like, no, if you do it right, you don't, you don't go get debt. I, I was not a great student in high school. I didn't have amazing grades. I didn't have a sports scholarship. You don't need that though. You can do it in an intelligent manner that doesn't rack up a bunch of debt, still have the great experience. And then if you're just the, the only word of warning is don't be, don't, don't, don't think the degree is going to be, be worth something. You know, the real value I think is in your experience over the course of the four years. So you get a degree. Okay, great. You go put it in a box somewhere. I don't even know where my degree is at. I've never been asked for it. And then you go build the career you want to go build. So, okay, go get whatever degree you want. Go get a business degree. Who cares? Don't think it's worth anything upon graduation and still think about the blue collar world. It, you don't, it doesn't matter if you're educated or not. Go grab a shovel and, and get to work if that's what you want to do. Um, and so that's where I'm coming at it. I can't go tell people, no, don't go to college. It's the worst idea ever. I went to college. I had a great time. It would be disingenuous if I did that. And I'm starting to, as I've met more people and as I've gained more life experience and seen more of the industry, I've started to somewhat refine my opinion on the whole college matter. If you want to go to college, great. If you don't, you don't have to just grab a shovel, get into the industry, work your way up. A lot of the company presidents we work with don't have degrees. It's just you don't need a degree in this industry. That's why it's a great place to work. You're not rewarded based on your merit or achievements. You're awarded you're 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 awarded based on your hard work and dedication and 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 perseverance and and kind of just core tenets of humanity. Like that's how you're rewarded. It's the great equalizer. The other thought that I want to kind of pick into there is despite your education and despite your work experience, you are you started a business and you are pursuing a line of work that you didn't have any formal training or education in, you know, from a marketing and media standpoint. So uh, can you kind of give us some guidance on uh, what that looks like for you as far as how you kind of jumped into this endeavor that, that maybe you didn't have that formal training on and how you've built your education, so to speak, by doing? Yeah, it, that's, that's the thing. I built my education based on doing. So I have no formal photography background. I don't even, I still don't consider myself a photographer. I have no formal marketing experience at all. None of that. But that's why we're in the position we are because we've just had to figure things out as we go and we're just doing the right thing. What is right? What's the right story we need to tell? There's no tricks, no nonsense. I, I've purposefully ignored the marketing industry because I, I really, really don't like traditional marketing. I think it's all nonsense. I think it's all trying to go trick people or what's the, what's the secret formula. I don't believe in any of that. It's just, what's the genuine story we want to tell? What am I interested in? What is the story I think I want to get out there and let's get it out there in the right way. Let's just do the right thing. And so we've learned how to do marketing in, in this, uh, in this authentic manner, because we haven't had, we don't have that experience. We don't have those preconceived notions of how it should be done. We're just doing it the way we think it should be done. And it's, 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 it's created this, uh, business that we want to be, that we want. And, and, and now we somewhat know what we're doing, uh, just through experience. Have we screwed up everything there is to screw up? All yeah, absolutely. We're still making enormous, very expensive mistakes to this day. Now we're making the most expensive mistakes we've ever made, but that's the only way to do it. I, I, I'd rather screw things up and do things our own way then go try to learn from someone who's not necessarily doing it the way I want to do it. Yeah, I love it. I, I do too. And and one of the one of the great things about you and, and 
is that you, you've been you've been really really open about the, your feelings and your struggles as you got BuildWit off the ground. You know, I I remember reading stories that you posted on LinkedIn, uh, and, you know, about struggling with cash flow and struggling with just anxiety over over this fledgling business. How how do you think the dirt world is, has responded to that level of sharing, and, and how do they receive it? It's been really, 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 really positive. I don't, I, so one of our core values and, and I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to beat on the core values of our business these days and try to instill it in our people. One of, one of them is transparency through leadership through transparency. You lead by being transparent. And so I, if, if that's one of our core values and that's what I believe in as a business, I need to be the very first one being transparent before I expect anyone in, to be transparent in return. I don't, business owners, they think, they, they, they have expectation that, that other way around. They expect things before they give. No, I need to be the one leading by example. I need to be the one extraordinarily transparent. So I've, I've just learned the value of just being open and, 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 and sharing everything. And it, it's, it's important for me personally, it's a little selfish because it's a way for me to process the emotions and the fear and the anxiety I'm, I'm facing, you know, with, with this venture. But it's, it's, it's also to just show people in this industry, it's this industry, it's, it's such a tough guy mentality. Everyone has to be this tough guy and, and, you know, this traditional man's man and, and, you know, no feelings, no fear. Let's just go out and, you know, just, just work. And it's, that's so far from how humans work. It's, it's, it's no, that's not how the mind really functions. And it does everyone a disservice at the end of the day. I'm not saying we have to go be soft and go hug it out. And it's, it's all going to be fairy tales and rainbows. We get to go ride around on unicorns together. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying it's like, Hey, we're all human. We're all struggling. And I've seen, I've seen, I've met all, I've met thousands and thousands and thousands of people in this industry now in all different regions. I've arguably seen more of the industry than just about anyone else out there. And, and along with that, I've seen all the, and I've heard all the stories about all the divorces and failed relationships with children and alcoholism and drug abuse and, and, and mental issues. There's a lot of problems as a result of just trying to be a tough guy the entire time. So I'm, I'm just trying to show the industry like, Hey, there's another, there's another way to do this. Like you don't always have to be a tough guy. And the response has been remarkable from, from people. Every time I post about some very vulnerable, intimate thing I'm dealing with, I get hundreds of messages from people, you know, that are seemingly on the outside, tough guys saying, man, I am, I'm, I'm there with you. Like I, if you ever need anyone to talk, let me know. Or I, you know, I know what you're going through. And even, even the, it's not just the, the, the people out in the industry, it's, I'm, again, I'm trying to lead our own people in our own business by example. So they see me being vulnerable and now they can feel better being vulnerable within our business and the people that we do business with all the other company presidents, they, they start to, we start to develop a deeper uh, relationship with them because we're not just talking business. We're talking life too. And they, they're, wow, he's human. I can be human, you know, as well. And I've had really deep profound relation or conversations with a lot of the presidents and a lot of our quote unquote customers as a result of being vulnerable as well. Well, not only that you've, you've traveled, you, you spoke to how you, you've seen so much of the construction industry and you've not just traveled within the United States. You've, you've been abroad. I know 
you went to to Saudi Arabia and and did some just incredible work over there. Yeah, it was a they they reached out to me. I thought it was kind of a joke. I ignored it for probably six weeks, and then they finally like emailed me or called me like, "Hey, like we're serious about this. We're the cat dealer for Saudi Arabia, and we want you to come out here to photograph our our customers." And so I said, "Okay, great." And I and I'm kind of and I'm trying to have that. I didn't want to go. I, I, my mind was saying, what are you even thinking? Don't, don't do this. This is ridiculous. There's, there was no promise of them paying me. There wasn't anything real about these people. It could, I could have just showed up and who, who would have known what was going to happen, but I've just tried to adopt a really open mindset. Like, Hey, no, this is a crazy life experience that you will not be able to go get at any other point in your life. Just go. And it still to this day is one of the best experiences of my life. It was ridiculous going to, you know, it was a hundred hours of travel in a single week, just travel, not even work. And we were going into like the deep, deep interior of Saudi Arabia to go visit a gold mine one day and a limestone mining operation the next day and a bauxite mining operation the next day. And it was just extraordinary. And not only that, but it was, um, it was, it was cool validation because it was like, you know, wow, I, I'm actually getting somewhere because this company on the other side of the earth reached out to me and asked me to capture their customers and their business, which was very humbling for me. And then two, uh, Saudi Arabia, it, it's closed or, or, you know, up until about a year ago, it was closed to tourism. So us, us, you know, us four, we couldn't have just gone to Saudi. You can't just get a plane ticket to go to Saudi Arabia. You need a legitimate business visa to even get into the country. It was closed to tourism. So I was, I got to see a country that had been closed off to the rest of the world, which was so special in itself because it's so preserved from the rest of rest of the world, unlike most other countries out there. So it was just cool to be able to see that the culture and how they do things um, in, in totally different than, than how we do things. Wow. That, that, that's awesome. And, and you know, We've seen some of what your work as well here locally, you know, in our chapters here in middle Tennessee and East Tennessee of Nuka, uh, you worked with Rosso constructors in Southern site and, and kind of helped them grow into the, the pretty awesome companies they've become. Uh, and we've talked a little bit about, you know, how, how you help companies market and you're doing your f- uh, photography and, and all that kind of stuff. But what else do you provide the partners that you, that you work with? Yeah. So it, it started all with, photography because I enjoyed taking pictures. It was the, it, it, it got me the ability to go out to these sites. Um, there was a low barrier to entry. All I needed to buy was, you know, a $3,000 camera, which sounds like a lot, but it's not very much to go start a business. You know, most businesses, they go need a million dollars to even start. So that's all I needed. And then, you know, Hey, also I could help them with social media. So I'm not just taking the pictures. I can share them on social media for you. So that was the initial business and how I made my initial money. And then they just started asking for more things and then more needs arose. So it was a combination of them asking for, hey, I need a website. Do you do websites? Or, hey, I need a video project. And I said, yeah, we can make that happen. I had no idea how to, but yeah, we, we'll figure it out. And then a combination that combined with what are their problems and how can I solve their problems before they even ask me to solve their problems? And so those two things have, have those... Th- they've combined to form all our services now. So we do 
uh, branding, which is, you know, the, the visual identity of a business, but, but even deeper than that, their mission, their values, what they believe in, how they hire fire. I mean, we really get in depth on, you know, what their five, 10 year vision is for the company where they're headed. Um, we'll do websites. We're doing some extraordinarily beautiful sites right now that I'm very excited about. We do some really nice video projects. Um, we do, you know, paid ads, social media, so all traditional marketing. And then we're also going to identifying their needs and solving their needs before they really ask. Um, we're doing recruiting right now. We're doing HR systems right now. We're doing business development right now. Uh, so we're going way beyond just traditional marketing. And we're just, you know, that's that's the goal. If they have a problem, we'll solve it. Um, so as a mar we, we're technically a marketing agency, but I have two full-time recruiters working for us right now. We don't need recruiters. We're, we're, we don't have nearly enough people to support the salary of a recruiter. That said, the companies we work with, they need recruitment help and they're just getting ripped off by these traditional recruitment agencies. So why don't I hire on a few amazing people that have, that have recruitment experience, train them and, and explain to them how to speak the language of the industry, create a different, more simple business model that, that doesn't screw them and let's go find them the people they need. Um, and, and so that's, that's where we're going now. And, and eventually they'll all be separate businesses. So we'll have the marketing business, we'll have the people business, we'll have the consulting business, we'll have, uh, you know, eventually our jobs platform, used equipment. And, and that's where we're headed as a family of businesses serving different functions, but for the exact same customers. So that, that, that that's awesome. Can, can you tell us a little bit more about the, the jobs platform? I know I've looked into it a little bit, but I kind of, what's your goal there? So we can all day, I can talk about the construction industry all day long. It, it, the, the reason why everyone goes to college is because it's easy. It is very simple. You, 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 you graduate high school. They tell you how to apply. They tell you what classes to take. Oh, you need $100,000 of debt. Oh, that's easy. Here you go. Here are the steps to do that. They tell you how to go get a job after school. They tell you what companies you're going to work for. It's just explained to you. You don't really have to think. That's why people do it. It's it's the path path of least resistance. Not going to college is much more difficult. When you have to figure out well, how do you go get a job, how do you find your way, it, it where do you live, you, you don't have to figure any of that out when you go to college. So we can get people excited about our industry all day long, but if we don't create those pathways, if we don't give them resources to actually, okay, how do I do this? I'm excited about construction. How do I go get a job? How do I go get trained? How do I go find a new job? I'm, I'm miserable at my current company. How do I go find that? There's no portal into the industry. So that's what we're aiming to create is that, hey, you're excited and interested about construction. Maybe you're a recent college grad. Maybe you're 35 working in finance and absolutely miserable looking for a career change. Maybe you're 18 years old. Um, you know, maybe you don't want to go to college and you just want to jump in the industry. Create those pathways for each of those individuals and educate them on the industry and then actually, hey, here's how you can do it. So that's what we aimed to create with the very first rendition of, we call it Build With Jobs, buildwithjobs.com. At its simplest form, it's a jobs platform built specifically for this industry. And we just created it ourselves. We didn't literally look at any other jobs platforms. We didn't look at anyone else's doing it. We just said, okay, what, what do we think this industry needs? And let's go create it. So we spent our own money on it. There's no investors or anything like that and created a minimum viable product. It's still a very simple website. There's not a whole lot to it. It's a, it's a beautiful platform. It works very well. People have found jobs through it. We're not charging anything for it, which is really cool. 
Uh, but now we're on kind of the next phase of that, which is now we need to go hire a full team and, and a product manager and go spend, you know, seven figures to go build out a legitimate software and go build out servers. And, and there's going to be a massive investment required to go actually create what we need to go create for the entire industry. And so that's where we're at now is we've proven the concept. We've developed the platform. We did what we said we could do. Now it's the time to double down um, and, and go figure out how we finance that, that next really aggressive push with Build It Jobs. And you, you've got a lot going on and you've had a lot of things that kind of took off on you in a short amount of time. How in the world do you contain it all? Well, the, the secret is not having any kind of life outside of work. Um, so <laughs> no kids, no dog, no, no family, nothing. It's just work. Um, and I, people, I was talking about this last night. People criticize me because they say, and, and I criticize myself, frankly, it's probably more internal than it is external. Um, like you're, you, you know, you're 25, you need to live like, like relax a little bit, take some time off. Don't, don't, why are you working so hard? You know, just, just let loose a little bit. You're, 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 you know, you're only have this time in your life once you're, you're kind of wasting it. And, and you kind of think about it and it's hard to watch all your other friends kind of just be in 25. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to mess around and, and, and just, just, hang out and have fun. I'm not doing that. Uh, so it's, it's, it's mentally, it's difficult to look at everyone else doing something and walk in the separate other direction. That said, I'm, I'm living the craziest life I could ever imagine right now. I'm, I'm having more experiences than I ever thought possible. I'm meeting so many remarkable people. I'm leading people. I'm learning more about myself. I'm making mistakes. I'm pushing myself. I go to bed absolutely exhausted every single night. I'm giving it everything I got. I'm, I'm flat out. There's no regrets to the past two years. I have none. It's just, I'm giving it everything. So this is how I want to live. And this is what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm 25 and I've nothing better to do. Um, so that's just how I frame it in my mind. Like I'm one, I love this. So I don't, and that's, again, it's a struggle when I'm hanging out with friends. It's really hard for me to disconnect because I just want to go work. Like that's what I want to do. It's just fun. I, I love doing it. Um, even though I need to separate myself a little bit, but the life I want, I want a lot out of life. So I need to somewhat pay that tax early on. And so I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with doing what I'm doing. Um, so I guess that's the long answer as far as how I do it. I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm no different than anyone else. I'm not, I'm not all that smart. It's just, it's just a matter of staying focused, keeping my head down and just getting the job done, I think is how I do it. Well, it, what you're doing is impressive, man. You, and I, I'd say you're right. You're not really missing out on anything, getting opportunities to go to Saudi Arabia uh, Saudi Arabia, and, and travel the country, work with some of the the top you know, companies in our industry and things. So it, I'd say you're definitely not missing out on anything. I think what a lot of people fail to realize is that work can lead you to some really cool things if you're really putting yourself into something that you love to do. Yeah. Well, and, and it's not just the big flashy experiences that are the most memorable. It's like um, only a few weeks ago, I had one, probably one of the best experiences of, of BuildWit yet. It, and, and I don't even know why, but it was, I went to go visit a logging company in South Carolina, Bellwether Logging. It's not, it's, it's one of our smallest contracts to date. So it's nothing elaborate. We're not, it, it, so, so there's really not a whole lot of money in it. We're probably losing money on the deal, frankly, um, which is fine. But it, it was just spending two days in the woods with people that are all 
from a formal sense, totally uneducated. Most of them didn't, you know, some of them didn't even finish high school and they're just out there working. They're just as humble as it gets, as down to earth, salt of the earth, human beings as it gets. And I don't even talk to them that much. Just being around these people, you just sit there. You're like, this is, this is amazing. This is a P an aspect of society that no one sees. And I'm here with these people on a Tuesday. Like this is my job to just hang out with these individuals and see what they do in the middle of the South Carolina, you know, woods. This is just, it's just special. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that you, you, just, you just can't get anywhere else. It's, it's amazing that that's what I do every day. That's like a typical week for me is going out and, and meeting these people and spending time with these people. It's really, it's humbling and that's where I want to be. Um, so it's not just the big, cool, flashy experiences for me. It's really those just small um, it, it, they, they don't really look like anything to the outside, but to me, they're really, they're really special and profound. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so you mentioned they're probably one of your smallest clients. Um, so I guess the little guys can benefit from you just as much as the big guys. Yeah. It, we, we, we try to steer away that, that one was more, more of a strategic play because I wanted the, the, the guy that runs the company. And, and I believe in where they're headed and their mission and, and their vision and his vision. And I really wanted him in our, in our partnership. We have a partnership, which is the, you know, the president or the owner of every company we work with. So it's about 25 individuals. And I thought he could really add to that, which is why I wanted to work with them in a formal level, because we have to work with you to be in the partnership. Um, but, you know, uh, w there's a certain size company that we need to work with. It's around like revenue wise, we, we try to keep it to, you know, above 10 million a year because below that, it just doesn't make sense for them to spend the money they need to on us. It doesn't make sense for their business and it doesn't make sense for our business. So there needs to be a little bit of scale there because we're not just this small outfit anymore. You know, we have a lot of mouths to feed and there's a lot of overhead now. So we need a certain size project and customer to sustain that. Um, that said, I tell a lot of the small companies that reach out to us because there are small companies that reach out to us daily. Like, Hey, can you, can you work with us? I say, well, you know, I just try to be honest with people. Listen, like our bandwidth, like we can't, I wish we could, but we just can't. We we're a small business too. That said, you don't really need us to do this. You can do it on your own. You don't need to go pay someone to go tell your story. You can go do it, do it yourself. You can go create your own website on Squarespace for $30 and you don't even need to know what you're doing. You can go take your own pictures. You have an iPhone, go document your day. You can go get on social media. It doesn't cost anything. You don't need someone to do it for you. You do it. Um, so that's what I tell people is like, you don't need me. You can go do it on your own and go tell that story and go inspire people and go get people hired. I've seen a lot of people do it. They don't need me. I'm not some magician. And and so that's how I, that's kind of how I steer the smaller businesses. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Jake, Craig, y'all got any more questions you want to ask? I, I just want to welcome you to Nashville. I know that's that's been a big move for you, up up and from Arizona and, and moving halfway across the country to kind of be a little more centrally located. So we're we're really excited to have you in Middle Tennessee with us. And I'm very 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 excited to be here. It was um, so I moved, I, I moved out to Texas after college because I just wanted to be somewhere else. I'd never worked anywhere else, lived anywhere else other than Arizona, I was born and raised in Arizona. So I was just like, just get me out of here. And the opportunity came in, in Dallas, Fort Worth. So I lived in Dallas, Fort Worth for a little bit. And then I lived in Houston for a little bit. 
I quit my job, moved back to Arizona because I could live with my dad, not have to pay rent. And just, I just had to get food in my mouth at the end of the day. That was, that was the only overhead at that time. Uh, but, but ever since I'd moved back to Arizona, for whatever reason, there was this, just this nagging feeling, this, this, this gut feeling saying, Hey, Arizona, it's been great. It's super comfortable, but it's not for you anymore. And, and, and I, it, what really did it for me was I couldn't visualize raising my kids there. It's, it's, and I, I don't even know why I, I can't explain it, but I could not see myself building a family and raising my kids in Phoenix, Arizona. So from the time I moved back, I was like, okay, I need to figure out where, where the, that place is. So for two years while I was traveling around the country, I just had that in the back of my mind. Where could I see myself, you know, building a business, raising a family and living, living my life uh, and building my life. And every time I was in Nashville to go visit initially Rosso, like you said, and then now Southern Sight as well, it just, it, it, was, it was just something about this place. It's like, I just, I really love it. So after two and a half years, I'd seen almost every single major city in the country and, and been to, you know, 45 states and, and really kind of did a very thorough analysis on, okay, where's the spot? Nashville was it. I was going to stay in Phoenix for a little bit longer. A girl broke up with me. So I was like, great, this is all I needed to, to, uh, to very uh, rationally, you know, within two days, make a decision that I'm going to move across the country. And, uh, and here we are now, but it makes, it's very well thought out and, and very strategic for our business. Uh, I can reach about 75% of the companies that we work with within a 12 hour drive from Nashville. I can't even get close to that in Phoenix. It's way too far out of the way. There's no state income tax here. Nashville's a destination. So I can, you know, the company presidents, like I've been talking about, I can, I can have them here. I can entertain them here. Um, it's, it's very, you know, if, if I need to convince someone to relocate, to work for our business, Nashville's a very easy sell. Uh, the labor pool here is really dynamic. So there's, there's just a lot of reasons for our business and for me personally, why we moved here, but now we're, we're full bore. We're hoping to get an office here, um, within the next few weeks officially. And uh, people are from our business are relocating here and all our hiring is based out of Nashville now. And so going into 2021, we're going to be, you know, full bore. Yep. We are a Tennessee business. I'm working on um, reincorporating in the state of Tennessee right now for our, our, on the legal side of things. And it's, we're here to stay. Uh, So I'm very, very excited to be here. And I'd love to see that continue as a partnership with our organization. And even if it's not formal on the books, we'd love to have you you know, speak at events and, and do some things to continue reaching our industry. And like Matt said at the start, we've got a shared mission of kind of making the dirt world interesting, making it modern, making sure that, you know, it, it is appealing to people as a, uh, a choice of career and all of those great things. So thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Once we have our uh, office, we'll have you guys over for some beer. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. Yeah, and, and, and- I just want to reiterate reiterate what Craig said. I, I love your message of trying to make dirt cool again and and help trying to find that next generation of of ditch digger is what we always say. You know, we're I grew up with it. I'm a third generation ditch digger. I've been around been around it my entire life. That's what I've always wanted to do, and now I'm living the dream working for my dad. And so it's a uh, it's just an amazing thing to see somebody with this much passion to put back into our industry. And we share so many values that you do. So I just, we really appreciate you coming on, man. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys reaching out and thanks for having me. Hopefully I said maybe one or two things that were worthwhile. 
<laughs> oh yeah we got plenty out of you man that was awesome that was great thank you folks so much all right guys uh aaron jake craig have left the recording area so i just want to take another opportunity just to say thank you to you guys for coming on joining us what a great interview what like like i said it's so great to see somebody wanting to put this much passion back into our industry and and, and really like I said, we share the same values of, of making dirt cool again, of trying to find that next generation of ditch digger, of trying to make our industry stand out because it's it's something that we need, and it's just an awesome thing to see. So thank you to BuildWit and Aaron and everything that they're doing to help improve our industry. I guess a few uh, chapter notes before I wrap it up here. Um, guys, each one reach one. Membership contest is still going on, and people are recruiting. Uh, I mean, we, we've, we've brought in 10 new members this year. You know, right now, he, here's our standings uh, with our each one reach one. And, you know, four of these five recruiters aren't even eligible because we're on the board of directors. You know, I've, I've brought in five new members this year, guys. And we've got Jake bringing in three. Darren's brought in one. Andrew Box brought in one. And then Neil Wilson from Rock Solutions has brought in one as well. And so, guys, step it up. You only got the competition's Neil. Come on. Step it up. Get two. Beat Neil. We got some good prizes with those heated jackets coming for you guys at the at the at the December event, uh, which by the way is December fifth at the Nashville Golf and Athletic Club from five to eight. Uh, spouses invited this year, so we can have a little fun, hand out the prizes, hoping to have a little live music going on, a little cocktail style party, so we, we can enjoy the evening and and just you know. Enjoy what we our success in our recruiting this year because ten new members, guys, that's huge. And ever since we reinvigorated this contest, we've got people coming in. So if you got somebody you've been talking to and they, you need a little help, you know, getting them on the hook or, or getting them to join, call me, call Jake, call Darren. That's what we're here for. We're here to help. Um, and, and let's continue to grow this thing and get and get it moving even more and more and more. You know, I I, I don't I think we could hit sixty members by the end of this year and if we do guys we're one of the biggest chapters in nuka you know we're in the top like quarter of chapters once we hit 60 60 so let's keep it going guys we have great momentum uh right now we are actively working on planning the virtual tech summit that we've talked about uh we're still putting together presenters and trying to figure out the best way to handle that uh but we are currently putting a lot of effort into getting that going for you guys uh if there's any certain tech topics you want to hear about let us know i know we get looking to get some speakers talk about sue maybe some other stuff too you know what all it is what it involves because when you really get into sue it can get kind of complicated um all right the link for the safety roundtable we've talked about is open and active you can go on the website uh go when you get your Weekly email from Heather. There'll be a link in there. You click on it. You can sign up right there. No more need to be emailing Heather, all that kind of stuff. Just click on that link. It's active. It'll shoot your information to Heather saying you're interested, and we'll make sure you get all the appropriate information. Um, guys, still, uh, two spots open on the board of directors. You know, we for contractors, if you are a contractor and you want to be more actively involved in the planning of these events and what we're putting out and and content on the podcast and, and what our chapter is working towards, please reach out and we will get you some information, let you know. It's not 
a huge commitment outside of showing up to board meetings and being willing to talk and put ideas out and and try and vet out what is the best direction for our chapter and our in our in our strive to be the voice of our industry um then also guys half off member dues was extended until the end of september so another great recruiting tool as we're working through this each one reach one contest guys great opportunity for people to get in and a part of this chapter for the rest of the year at half the normal dues so if 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 you're listening and you've thought about joining and you're a little unsure and you want to join for half the year and try it out at half price come on we're waiting on you we're ready to talk we want to talk to you we want to get you involved at creating the voice for our industry um and with that guys i'll go ahead and wrap it up there this one We've been going for about 40 minutes on this one, so I feel a little long-winded, but that was just a fantastic interview with Aaron, and, and I can't thank him enough for coming on and being a part of this and trying to bring such good stuff to our industry. So, like I said, guys, I'll wrap it up there. Uh, if you got any questions, reach out to Heather, reach out to myself. Uh, let us know. Uh, with that, guys, stay safe out there and keep digging Tennessee. Tennessee.